0: Greetings and welcome to In Tune with VHBC, a podcast about music and worship at Vestavia Hills Baptist Church. I'm Marty Watts, Minister of Music at VHBC. In today's episode, I'll talk with Margaret Winkler and share about the African-American spiritual Guide My Feet. If you haven't already done so, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you won't miss any future episodes. Now let's get In Tune. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2 says, Let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. These verses, no doubt, were the basis for the spiritual guide my feet. Before we talk specifically about this spiritual, it's important to give some general information about African American spirituals. Black slaves in the United States developed a rich tradition of singing spirituals. There's a lot of history and many characteristics to explore. We won't be able to get to all of that in today's episode, but I'll share more in future episodes. The first collection of African American spirituals was published in 1867, and it was called Slave Songs of the United States. After the Civil War, spirituals took two streams. First, the grassroots stream, which continued the traditional style of singing. The other was the concert stream, where African-American spirituals were rearranged using European harmonies and techniques, and popularized by the choirs of historically black colleges and universities. As we look specifically at the spiritual Guide My Feet, It has a few characteristics typical of African-American spirituals. First of all, its tune is pentatonic, meaning it only uses five notes of the 12-note scale. This is common in folk music not only in the United States, but around the world. Like some other spirituals, Guide My Feet is a call-and-response form. The leader would sing, Guide My Feet, and the whole group would sing, While I Run This Race. And then with its simple structure, the leader could change the phrase, hold my hand, stand by me, search my heart, and the whole group would sing back while I run this race. Today's episode concludes with a concert setting of Guide My Feet, arranged by Jacqueline Hairston, sung by René Joubert, with Joseph Joubert at the piano. If you have a hymn to suggest for a future episode of the podcast, feel free to contact me at marty at vhbc.com. I am grateful each week for conversations that I get to have with folks in the music ministry at VHBC and then to be able to share them with uh, listeners on the podcast. So uh, thank you listeners. And uh, thanks today to Margaret Winkler for joining me. Hi, Margaret. Hi, Marty. Thanks for doing this. Sure. No problem. Uh, I think, uh, I believe I caught you on your day off today. So I'm glad that you had (laughs) some time to, to join me. Yeah, this is a good day. Uh, Well, first of all, tell us a little bit about what you're involved with at church.
1: Um, So, well, right now, not much of anything except Zoom choir. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Pandemic. Um, But uh, in the past, I have done some uh, care for kids in worship care, two-year-olds, and I think I've done four-year-olds and maybe five-year-olds one year. Um, And I've um, been active in Sunday school classes in the past in uh, Joyful Noise And mostly connected with the choir.
0: Well, yes, and also recently on the our church's uh, reopen team, you were one of the sort of the medical uh, professional voices on uh, on that team, helping us figure out how we can uh, safely meet together. Yes, it's been a challenge. Yes, for sure. For sure. Well, we'll talk a little bit about your medical background uh, in a minute, but um, I'm curious about uh, your music background, uh, maybe as, you know, growing up as a child and then into adulthood. How has that, uh, what has that part of your life been like?
1: Sure. Um, music's always been a part of my life. Um, my house that I grew up in was interesting in that, you know, you always have rules at the kitchen table. Well, our rule at the kitchen table was no singing at the table. Mm-hmm because we were also musical. I have three sisters and my parents all were musical. My dad, not so much, but my mom sang in the choir. My sisters were all in music. We all had piano lessons. Um, one sister's actually um, a middle school music teacher now. Um, so we always had music in the home. And then that led to singing in choir in church. Um, that led to singing in choirs in high school. I was in a um, show choir in high school as well. And then in college, I sang in uh, the concert choir, and then I sang in a madrigal singers group where we put on madrigal dinners at Christmas for a couple of weeks every year. And then I went to graduate school. I actually didn't go to medical school right after college. I went to graduate school. And in graduate school, I was studying mathematics. And I was real, after I got there, I thought I'd made a mistake because it was real nerdy. And I I was not (laughs) connected socially very well. Well, I found out that at University of South Carolina, you can actually sing in the concert choir. I mean, you had to try out for it, but you could sing in the concert choir if you were an uh, alumni or a graduate student. So I applied and I got in the uh, concert choir, so that saved me in graduate school. And then I actually sang my first year of medical school. I stayed in the choir because uh, I was, stayed there at University of South Carolina. And then um,
0: after that, I guess, I've just mostly been in church choirs since mm-hmm. then. Well, wow. uh, my family growing up, I was one of four children and we had the same no singing at the table rule. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell us, uh, you mentioned a little bit of your, um, your education, uh, medical school and all that. Tell us a little bit about your, your career and uh, where you went to school and uh, sort of the areas where you've uh, practiced medicine. Sure.
2: Sure.
1: Um, So ever I grew up in Chicago, but ever since I went to college in Tennessee, I've mostly lived in the southeast um, and kind of moved around for my different parts of my uh, training and career. Uh, I went to college at Milligan College, which is in East Tennessee, and from there went to University of South Carolina to graduate school, got my master's in mathematics, and then I taught college math uh, for a year while I took the MCAT and all that. And then I went uh, to medical school at University of South Carolina. So I was there for seven years. And then from there, I did my residency in pediatrics in, at, um, in Little Rock, Arkansas, at Arkansas Children's Hospital. And that was three years. And then from there, I moved to Birmingham. So I was in Birmingham. I've been in Birmingham twice. I was here from 1994 to 97, which was, I came and I joined the St. Hills Baptist Church then. And it was not long after Gary and Vicky had come. And I really liked it. Um, with training, I wasn't able to participate as much as I would have liked because I had to work a lot of all nights, but um, but that was great, and then I left um, Birmingham in 97. I went to University of Kentucky in Lexington and worked there as a pediatric critical care doctor for three years, and then was recruited back to Birmingham in 2000, um, so I came back to Birmingham in 2000, and I ran the pediatric critical care division at Children's Hospital for almost 20 years, and I decided I was getting too old to keep doing that for another five or ten years before mm-hmm. I retired, I wasn't enjoying the night call and weekends and holidays much anymore. So um, I quit that in 2018. And then in January of 2019, I started working in general pediatrics at South Lake Pediatrics um, off in Hoover and have been doing that since working four days a week, uh, no nights, no holidays, no weekends. And...
0: <laughs> How, what, what is it um, about pediatrics that, uh, what attracted you to that? Uh, focus.
1: I've, I've always loved children. Um, I think when I was like five or six, I told my mom I was going to be a pediatrician. I don't know don't know where I got that from because I didn't know any doctors. I never went to the doctor. I was never sick. So, um, But somehow I got that in my mind. So when I went to college, I went with the intention of pre-med. Um, but I was a double major in math and biology, and I liked math better, really. And so that's why I ended up doing the master's in math first. So it, but it was a good chance for me to I wasn't really ready to commit to medical school and that long training program um, when I finished college. So it was really good for me to have those three years in between just to mature and know how to better study and all that kind of stuff. So it was good for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, I know that you have some four legged family members. Tell us a little bit about your family.
1: Sure. I have uh, two cats and dogs that claim me currently. Um, the cats are indoors and the dogs are in and out Uh, they're out when I'm at work but they're inside otherwise they're not in right now Um, but the um, they bring a lot of joy to my life during this pandemic it's been you know challenging because I like to entertain I like to um, have people over for dinner and you can't do that during the pandemic so Having the dogs motivates me to go walk. Like on days off, like today, I'll probably walk them three times. I've already walked them twice today. And in doing so, I'm able to connect with my neighbors because I'll see other, all the other friends out walking their dogs. And so it really, really helps keep me sane during the pandemic, so yeah. So that's my, those are my family that live with me. I, um, I mentioned earlier, I have three sisters. They all live up in the Midwest. Uh, two are married, one has a grown son. Um, And then I have cousins in South Carolina and Florida and Ohio uh, and a 9 year old aunt in Ohio.
0: Mm. Well, I have to say um, one of the interesting things about uh, being on Zoom so much, especially weekly for choir rehearsal, uh, is getting, uh, you know, a little window, almost literally a little window into people's homes and we've been visited in rehearsal, choir rehearsals, and church conferences by um, people's four-legged family members, which I think is is fun. Occasionally, we'll see a little cat head poking up or a bit of a tail in <laughs> in the square, which so you know uh, some some positive I guess can come from us uh, being in each other's homes in a different way. Yeah, I do think folks would be interested to hear from you about. Um, how your work may or may not have changed in uh, during the pandemic.
1: Sure, yeah, it's, uh, it's been real interesting. It's been, it's kind of like the church closing. It's been an evolving process. It changes about every month or two. Um, it feels better now because my whole office have all had our two vaccines. So we feel more comfortable now because we're seeing a lot more COVID now than we did even a month or two ago. But the, um, the way it's really affected our work is when it first happened, we had no patients coming because very few patients who were sick with strep throat or anything else wanted to come to the office. So we started doing telehealth. So we would look at rashes on Zoom, essentially Zoom calls and we'd look at rashes and talk to patients and families over the uh, Zoom and that Lasted for about six weeks when it first started, and and we had very very few patients come into the office. Some well child visits would come, like you know the two month old who has to get immunizations and stuff. But even some of those weren't coming. Then it seemed like in the, by summer or late late spring early summer, it seemed like people were getting back on regular schedules, and we were seeing lots of well visits. And then this fall, when a lot of the schools were remote or they were doing a hybrid or what have you it's funny because with all the masking we haven't seen much sickness the only i mean we're starting to see more now but i don't think we've seen a single case of the flu this fall and it, by now we should have been inundated with flu usually mm. this time of year and so i think it's all the stuff we're doing to try to prevent the spread of covid is cutting back on our sick visits so we're still down from total number of patients this time last year, we would be there till 5.30 or 6 o'clock at night seeing all that add-on sick kids in the afternoons. We're out of there by 4 or 4.30 every day. And sometimes middle of the day sitting around looking at each other. Uh, it's really slowed down our work. Um,
0: but it's, like I said, it's starting to pick up a little bit more so, but yeah. good. That's that's interesting, just the how each uh, each area of our lives and work are affected uh, in different and maybe unpredictable ways. I've been so appreciative of people responding to this question in the podcast interviews. And so uh, I'll ask you, Margaret, uh, at, in the spirit of uh, the Bible, verse John 10, 10, where Jesus says, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Um, what is bringing you life? I love to cook. And so I've been
1: challenging myself to do <clears throat> different recipes that I have not done before, because it's it's challenging to cook for one person. Because I used I used to entertain a lot, which I haven't done in a year. But um, I like to try new things, new recipes, and even new um, like genre of cooking. So trying out, I I did quite a bit of Indian food cooking this kind of fall and winter, and just trying new things. So that's really been.
0: Something that keeps me going. Very cool. Well, I I do most of the cooking at our house, and uh, early on in the pandemic, you know, yeast was hard to come by because everybody was baking <laughs> bread. Well, I ended up with like a five-pound bag of yeast, uh, and <laughs> which you know you just use like a a, a, ta- a teaspoon or so at a time, and um, so I've I've been uh, doing a lot of um, pizza dough and all that to, to try to to get through that that. Package of yeast that I have. That's funny. <laughs> and I, I think other people too have, um, uh, you know, found the culinary arts, so to speak, um, uh, a creative outlet and a, a way to just um, kind of escape from everything else that's going on. And I'm sure that uh, that's been the case for you. Yeah, and it's it's also my kind of wind down.
1: I get home from work and I go walk the dogs and then after that cooking is kind of my you know just wind down time in the evening so
0: yeah yeah well margaret i just appreciate you so much taking the time to talk with me today and to uh, share with the folks on the podcast sure thanks for having me all right take care you too bye-bye Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes of the podcast. Today's episode concludes with the singing of Guide My Feet.
2: i